Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. When booking with other vacation rental apps sounds like this. This place doesn't look like the pictures. Ah, is there a door behind all those spiders? It's time to try one that sounds more like a vacation. Ah, this is perfect. Relax, you booked a Verbo. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, we can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Benjamin Grant Kissel here. BGK. If I was on the Supreme Court, that's what I would go by. BGK. Yes, Very absolutely. cool. Yeah. And, of course, I'm joined by Travis Morningstar. I mean, I mean, we should just jump right into this story here. It's the one that everyone's talking about. I know. The creator of the Labradoodle says he regrets inventing Frankenstein's monster. You know what's so funny, bro? We don't uh, talk before the show so much about what we're going to talk about up top, but that was exactly what I wanted to lead yes. with. We have, we have now melded minds and... And this story, <laughs> yes, we'll get to impeachment. Yes, we'll get to Elizabeth oh, right. well, Warren and her a, campaign. That, we'll get yeah. to these side issues. Biggest issue of the week, he calls the Labradoodle, the inventor of the Labradoodle, Frankenstein's monster. He says it's his life's regret. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he must have lived a pretty good life if your life regret is making something adorable. The hype around the dog has veered far from his original purpose in mixing a Labrador with a poodle. Oh. I'm sorry for this man. I actually feel bad for him as well because sometimes you create something, <laughs> it gets out of hand. Look what happened with the man who created TNT. That's why he created the Pulitzer Prize, the Peace Prize, uh, so that he could cleanse his soul because Absolutely. he realized, I've created a weapon of destruction. And now this man has realized he's ma- he has created a weapon of cuddling. And he says, I feel horrible. Apparently, the Labradoodle was created as a guide dog because a man was blind and he was allergic to certain dogs. So he combined the the the, uh, the poodle with a Labrador, becoming the Labradoodle. And that is why the Labradoodle was created in the first place. To his credit, it does bother me when we see dogs that become in vogue, dogs that become in fashion, because when they're not in fashion, look no further than Lena Dunham adopting a chihuahua for two weeks. And then she was like, chihuahuas bark. And it's like, yeah, it's a chihuahua. It's not a purse. And then she returned it. And I guarantee you, we are going to see puggles. We are going to see pugs in general, all in shelter soon. Same thing with corgis, because corgis were big two years ago. And now people are going to be like, oh, my corgi's not hip. I'm not getting the same recognition when I walk through the park as I did. It's time for me to get a Labradoodle, yeah. which are all the rage until they're not. And then they throw them in the kennels. And I do believe in that man's defense uh, that it's wrong. And I think if you are going to get a dog, you have to take care of it. Much like, unlike, much unlike the family that took in the six-year-old orphan who, yes, did turn out to be an adult. Yes. But you still have to take care of it. If you break it, you buy it. And if you buy it, you got to keep it. It's funny you uh, you bring up uh, Lena Dunham in the same breath as Frankenstein's monster because she also abused a young girl. Yes, she did. Very interesting. All right. Well, we have got a lot to get to today. Obviously, we have impeachment 
It's on the horizon. It's in the works. The Democratic Party, they have six different committees. Adam Schiff uh, leading one of them. Obviously, Jerry Nadler is still the king of the mountain. All the committees will report to Jerry Nadler. Uh, Nadler has actually been working on this for quite a while, since last April, actually. So it's not necessarily brand new. These The committees are new, but Nadler's committee has been working for a long time. Yeah. But obviously, given the new revelations that Donald Trump was using his office in order to gain data and mine for information on a political opponent, in this case, Joe Biden, the fact that he spoke with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and was like, hey, do you want this 400 million bucks for military? Well, give me the dirt on Hunter Biden. Where in the world is Trump committing treason? A whole series it's of places. Ukraine in, this time. In Ukraine this time. So we're going to get into that. What does it all mean? Despite all of this news, obviously, we're about two days in now um, to the impeachment inquiry. It's, it's picking up steam. Democrats seem like they want to go hard and they want to go fast and they want to get this thing rolling as quickly as possible. Obviously, 2020 is right around the corner and we are going to be officially in the election year. So we're going to talk a little bit about why Donald Trump spoke with the Ukrainian president, what he was talking about regarding Hunter Biden, and also a conspiracy theory that Donald Trump floated that I have not heard anyone talking about. Travis brought this to my attention. A conspiracy theory that Trump floated to uh, the president of Ukraine regarding the Democratic Party's hack, the DNC hack by the Russians, the Russian hack into the DNC servers. So we're going to talk about that. But first, let's get to what the mm, premise was. Of Donald Trump's concerns. So Hunter Biden, obviously Joe Biden's son, he sat on a board of a company in Ukraine, which was a very controversial company. It had been under investigation. Probably not the best look for Hunter Biden to be on the board. But Travis, what was the name of this company and what did this company do? Burisma. It's an energy company in the Ukraine. And uh, Hunter got on board with this company when... Basically, the the country was in shambles, and there was a lot of reorganization happening. As opposed to now, I mean, yes, even more so. And right. so, it was very easy for Hunter. Hunter Biden is a very interesting guy. He's he's a he's a very he's like shades on kind of cool guy. He's cool, uh, guy. and he he's he's a real like he you know he's like a bizarro version of Trump's sons anyway. Sure, sure. So, um, but yeah, so he got on the uh, the energy board of Burisma, and that was where people were like, well, that looks a little bit strange because this con- uh, this company is controversial. However, Ukraine did a full investigation into Hunter Biden. They were like, no, he didn't do anything wrong. Honestly, we went through all the books. We did everything. He's totally in the clear. It just may have not been the best company for him to sit on the board of. But then again, as we have seen time and time again, when it comes to glass houses, Donald Trump really can't be throwing stones on the child of a presidential candidate who may be doing something a little controversial. Look no further than the Trump Foundation uh, when it comes to basically laundering money back into the Trump family's pockets. So that was the cornerstone of the argument that Donald Trump was making to Zelensky. Now, as this conversation went on, Ukraine is still in a violent dispute with the Russians. 
So, and they are in desperate need of military goods. They yes. need weapons. They need uh, bullets. They need it all. They need protection. They need, uh, you name it, bulletproof vests, tanks, you name it, they need it. So Donald Trump dangled the $400 million in military aid that the United States government promised to Ukraine, which we have to talk about this as well, right? Because Congress allocated the funds. Congress allocated $400 million to be given to Ukraine. Technically, the president has nothing to do with this. Congress controls the purse. Congress says you get 400 million bucks. You get the 400 million bucks. The president should not even have a say in how that money gets to Ukraine. It just needs to get to the Ukrainians. So Donald Trump holds this over Zelensky's head like someone holding a cat toy over a cat's paw. And, the, and they say, cat, you better behave. If you don't behave, you're not going to get this fake mouse. And he says to Zelensky, get dirt on Hunter Biden to hurt Joe Biden. Now we have a situation where the Ukrainian government is in a massive dispute with the Kremlin. They are still at war over the annexation of Crimea. They are battling hard. And we have a president of the United States who does a twofer. He helps the Russians by not giving Ukraine $400 million to defend themselves. And he commits an act of potential treason by using United States funds that were allocated by Congress in order to help himself politically, to gain politically, well in the White House. This is like, this is a very interesting phenomenon. And of course, the question is, will the American people care? Right. Well, so the, so the thing is, you know, you said... You said that Trump is holding this over Zelensky's head. Zelensky, king of the auto parts of, of, course. of, of Ukraine. I know. I Oh, man. Now I'm thinking Tommy Boy. Yes. King of auto parts, uh, Zelensky. But the, the thing is, here's this is the big crux of the, the, the debate is like, was there an actual quid pro quo? Right. Was there a quid pro quo, Clarice? You know, like an actual. Of course. Uh, and the thing is, it's all implicit. It's all. He doesn't have to say the words. Um, I will not give you aid. Uh, unless you sort of bend to my will. He didn't say those words. It's very interesting. If you read the Ukrainian phone call transcript, it's very interesting to how... I mean, it's just two guys vibing. It's you know? just two guys vibing, but it's interesting how similar it sounds to Harvey Weinstein when he would have an actress in his hotel room and he would just be like, so you want to work in Hollywood? Let's go into the bedroom. And she'd be like, I don't want to go in the bedroom. He's like, no, no, no. But you like want to work in Hollywood, right? Like, why don't we go into the bedroom? He doesn't say... Come into the bedroom. I'm going to rape you, and then I'm going to get you an acting job. But it is very implied. Yeah, and if you see, and when you read this transcript, it's like, okay, I think we all know what's going on. Yeah, here. and if you saw the press conference that Trump held with Zelensky after uh, this whole hubbub, Awkward. you could tell that Zelensky is he has the he has a battered woman vibe to him, and he's just sort of going along with anything that Trump says. Uh, he has to, but he has to. Yeah. So we have the situation now where this is a little bit different, as we talked about on last week's episode. When it comes to impeachment here, Donald Trump, obviously, as we talked about on last week's episode, in 2016, 2015, he was like, yo, Russians, you got the dirt on Hillary. Let's give it give it to me. Right. And people are like, well, that in, in itself uh, is why we are going to have to have a massive investigation, which, of course, turned into the Mueller investigation, which, of course, sort of fizzled out, partly to blame on the media and partly to blame on both the way that it was conducted in general and the way that Mueller really tried to stay above the political fray, but as we know, uh, the FBI has been more politicized than it's ever been, and if you want any evidence of that, you can follow James Comey 
on his new book tour, <laughs> selling books and hoping perhaps he can get one of those Netflix uh, television programs from Obama's new production company. Yes. So the FBI has been politicized. There's just no denying that. Obviously, on the right, they talk about Lisa Page, Peter Strzok, and the left, they talk about uh, William Barr and the Justice Department. William Barr has been compromised. There's a lot of people who believe that Bob Barr, uh, or Bill Barr, rather, that a lot of people believe that Bill Barr knows more than he's letting on. Uh, there's a lot of people th that believe Bill Barr is now involved in an active cover-up of what was actually discussed with the Ukraine. Well, the whistleblower did conf basically confirm that, that, yes. uh, that Bill Barr is just another crook. He's just, an, and of course, Bill Barr, that is not unheard of when he worked for George H.W. Bush. He was uh, in trouble for doing something extremely similar. He is a party guy. And as we see, when people put party over country, it hurts the American people as a whole, whether it be the left or the right. It does seem as if politicians have lost sight of who they are there to serve. So we have the phone call happening now within the Oval, By which the way, changes everything when it comes to legality. It, isn't this crazy? The, the phone call itself, while it's happening, Trump realizes that there are like 30 people on his side listening to this conversation and right. there's 30 people on the Ukrainian side listening to this conversation and yet he still he still barrels through which makes me wonder you know obviously and I'm going to get to a, the the elephant in the room here in one second but it does make me wonder when he had that meeting with Putin and he was alone this is what he said when 60 people we're listening. 60? So had, you do like wonder. A, he had I like a small nightclub worth of people yes, listening had, to this conversation. He had a Studio 54 dance floor covered with people listening to what he was saying. And he still just rolled on with this exact uh, with the, with the exact phrasing that he has admitted to using. And Giuliani has admitted that he used. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, by the way, was scheduled to go speak at a Kremlin-sponsored event, but he did pull out. It just because, happened, yeah. He just pulled just out because pulled out. literally even for Giuliani, he's like, I think this makes me look bad. Is this a bad look? This doesn't make me look like the hero that I screamed that I was but when he, I was speaking with the Atlantic clearly, reporter. He clearly is the hero of the story. <laughs> Giuliani. It is unbelievable. So... Uh, Donald Trump talking about uh, 400 million bucks in military aid to the Ukraine only if to Ukraine only if they help him politically is truly a uh, complete and utter misuse of the office. Now, the elephant in the room and anyone, you know, everyone knows this, but it's not being talked about. I was watching Lawrence O'Donnell. Lawrence O'Donnell was literally he looked at the camera. He's like, Republicans. You still have time to choose another nominee. And it's like Donald Trump is at 88% approval rating within the Republican Party. Oh, absolutely. There is no way he is not running for re-election. Donald Trump understands that if he does not win re-election, he has charges coming from the Southern District of New York. And he needs to win re-election in order to potentially avoid jail. Because at that point, after his second term, if he would ever get it, and we'll talk about poll ratings here in a second, uh, the statute of limitations on those charges from the Southern District of New York will have lapsed, and he will avoid all uh, punishment for the many illegal actions that Donald Trump has committed. But the elephant in the room, of course, is the Senate. Right. So we have a Mitch McConnell Senate. Let's just say the House does end up passing impeachment, which is extremely possible. Well, once Nancy Pelosi says we're, we're all in, that's basically... All the moderates are in, All too. the moderates are in as well. Yeah. Once, once Pelosi goes, once you get Pelosi on board, the Democratic Party will 
impeach Donald Trump in the House. That's what I would predict. Again, Mitch McConnell is the head of the Senate. And as we have seen time and time and time again, it is very possible, if not 100% likely, Mitch just simply won't take it to a vote. So we have a situation where I think some of the American people are looking at this and I think it gets a little bit of the let out. I think it lets a little steam out when it comes to people who want to see Congress do something when it comes to the illegal actions of this president. But then we also have people who are like, is this what we need right now as a country? Uh, Because we have kitchen table issues that need to be addressed. I would say, and of course, knowing that it'll never pass the Senate. And my thoughts on that is I am fine with the House doing this, but I want to see the presidential candidates, mainly Elizabeth Warren, stay focused and stay on task. The best news that Elizabeth Warren got this week was that Wall Street donors said they weren't going to support her. Yes. And if she wins the nomination, they're going to support Trump as if they were not going to support Trump anyway. When the curtain closes behind them, when they're alone in the voting booth, whatever they tell their wives or their children or their grandchildren or any of their rational friends, they were going to fill in the little dot with the R next to it. So the idea that somehow that is bad press for Elizabeth Warren is insane. That is exactly the press that she needs. I was talking with Marcus and Henry, obviously, uh, with last podcast on the left, you know. And I was like, the only thing that we want is to have focus on the family. James Dobson, send out flyers, being like, last podcast of the left is evil. (laughs) That is the best. Sometimes having an enemy is actually a good thing when it's the correct enemy, when it's the proper enemy, when it's the enemy that proves you're authentic in your beliefs that Wall Street has had it too good for too long and they have uh, made money off of the suffering of people in this country. I mean, look no further uh, than the housing bubble burst, uh, than, you know, what's going on on a regular basis uh, when it comes to private prisons, core civic, geo group, when it comes to the amount of money that can be made when an economy collapses is like unreal. That's when you buy, that's when you buy up all your stocks. That's when you, you get in low and you know what's going to rise up. And that's why the economy constantly goes up and down. It feeds the beast. So when she didn't get that announcement, or when when the Wall Street donors made that announcement, I'm like, that's great. So as long as Elizabeth Warren continues to talk to the American people, and don't let this sideline you, because, again, people want to know, what are you going to do for them? I think this is fine. And I think that people are also going to say, okay, this is the job of Congress. This is the job of the House of Representatives. They're doing their job, and I just want to see the candidates focus on what their job is, which is helping the American people. Well, it's funny. It, it's funny that this is the thing, right? This is the thing that that Nancy Pelosi and the rest of the moderates say. Okay, this is too far. It's this one thing we've had in the Mueller report alone. There were ten like impeachable offenses, and this is the one, the one with Joe Biden being harmed. The, mm. guy, the guy that is in the club. The club member getting getting uh, threatened by Trump to sort of letting them know like, oh, he can do he can actually do this stuff to the rest of us and he will do this stuff to the rest of us. So this is the thing that you you like you're going to this is what you're going to pull the uh, the lever for is is the the Hunter Biden stuff. Well, it is not a coincidence and the timing is not a coincidence either. I believe that they waited as long as they did um, so that. 
when the impeachment does go through, when they do end up taking a vote, it's going to still be fresh in the minds of the American people. As opposed to what happened with the Mueller report, which flamed out before the Mueller report was even dropped on our proverbial laps. Yeah. I mean, by that time, we had heard about it ad nauseum for two years. Press, a lot of mainstream media sources, I think, overbit on some things, undersold on others. And by the time it dropped, everyone's like, we know this. Yeah. And so, like, the blow was already, like, we've been taking little punches for so long. I'm numb. Like, I'm numb to the Mueller report. As soon as it hit, like, all of us were like, yeah, we know. Yeah. So, But if you- it would have just not been talked about ad nauseum for two years, and then when it hit, it'd be like, no shit. Okay, this is very compelling. So I think the Democratic Party, as a strategic point, wanted to wait on impeachment. And again, Jerry Nadler has already been doing basically impeachment proceedings for a while now within his committee, ever since they won in 2018 and got a lot more power. So that is why I believe this time is the right time in the minds of people like Nancy Pelosi. And it is possible if Donald Trump does somehow win re-election that the impeachment proceedings hang over him and he ends up having a Richard Nixon-like moment, although I do not believe uh, that like Richard Nixon, Donald Trump would ever resign. And I don't know if like Richard Nixon, the Republican Party or members of the Republican Party would put country over party. I don't know. Maybe a Ben Sass, maybe a Lisa Murkowski who ended up voting against Kavanaugh, uh, maybe the more moderate, maybe even a Susan Collins, um, although I don't have much faith in, uh, faith in Susan Collins. But I think it is possible that some more non-Trump Republican senators would say, okay, Let's take this to the floor. Let's take this to a vote, or we want to vote, and perhaps that they would go in the way of impeachment. But again, at this point, in an election year, with Donald Trump's approval rating through the frickin' roof within the Republican Party, I'm not sure if we have anyone courageous enough in that party to turn their backs on the president at this time. Well, Nancy Pelosi's reasoning apparently is this is the storyline that she thinks she can sell to the American people and yes. slap and slap impeachment on it, which okay, I guess. I mean, I I honestly don't see why this is any more uh, impeachable than everything else he's done so and, far. And again, if they if the candidates can stay focused, then I think this is a fine step. But uh, and also just going back just briefly, I mentioned if Donald Trump gets reelected, this is a stunning poll number right here, <laughs> September eighteenth. 2019, Donald Trump's approval rating is at 44.3%. And obviously you might hear that and be like, well, yeah, you kind of need to do better than that to win re-election. Sure. But just a little bit of uh, insight on that, Obama's average rating in September 18th, 2011 was 43.9. So then we have the other question going forward. Does something like this galvanize the support for Trump, who loves to have a boogeyman, who loves to have a a punching bag, who loves to have some entity to fight? And we're in this situation because Congress has had, on a good day, 15% approval rating within the American people, right? So Donald Trump is at least triple that. So the question is, that, and we'll see how the American people respond here with polling data going throughout. But the question is, will this galvanize uh, people, rally around uh, the flag, 
uh, this... circle the wagons in defense of Trump, or does it do that for the left? Circle the wagons, rally around uh, Pelosi and the Democrats, and whoever the inevitable Democratic nominee will be. In 2016, when Trump was still like an almost like a an enigmatic novelty, there were people who said, "Okay, I'm going to try this guy." Even people that are now like. Uh, regretting that decision. Yeah, it's like the first time I tried Dippin' Dots yeah, because I thought like, it was the future of ice cream me, and then I had it and I was like, I'm just going to go back to ice cream. This is just shitty ice cream. Yeah, it's just bad um, ice cream. It's freezer burn ice cream. I, I, I don't think, yeah, I think people, I think his base will be galvanized, but I don't think this is winning him any new converts. No. I don't think people are coming to the, the Trump uh, church after he's almost, he's like almost getting impeached every two months. Right, right. I don't think this is bringing people in. I think the, I think his base will be radicalized and um, if, he gets, if he gets impeached, I think we'll have like weird amounts of violence happening. Um, but, uh, I don't think, yeah, I don't think I'm not worried about people being like, Hey, leave Trump alone because yeah. I think we're seeing that it's, it's over. And of course we've already seen a lot of violence under this president, but let's also not forget the amount of violence we saw under Obama, different causes uh, at play. But Ferguson was massive and, uh, you know, we still have a massive problem when well, it comes to police brutality. Ferguson in this was country. against police brutality. Exactly. And but what I'm is, saying is, this is like people wearing Joker makeup and trying to <laughs> fucking, yes, it is like incel violence and white yes. nationalist violence and, and mass shootings that we haven't seen uh, in a long time on a scale as we've seen it. Uh, over these past few years as people feel, you know, as people feel like it's reasonable to go to a Walmart and shoot Mexicans, uh, as we're talking about with our last podcast on the left episode this week uh, with Brigham Young. Uh, of course, he was just sort of like, yeah, go um, go do like a blood atonement. I'm not telling you to kill anyone, but like you can. And that's sort of what we're going with right now as well. Uh, people who feel emboldened, people who feel empowered and people who feel as if they have a, uh, a right uh, to commit acts of violence against others. But that is one of the interesting components to all of this is Donald Trump's approval rating continues to stay relatively healthy considering how much drama and how many legit scandals are uh, afoot within this administration. And I'm not even going to pretend to ask uh, the question, Imagine if Obama did this. Yeah, of course. Right, because obviously no, with Medvedev, I think I said his name wrong. Yeah, pretty, yeah pretty uh, but good. I'll take it. You know, he's a Russian. We can't pronounce all their names right. They don't deserve it. But <laughs> when he said, "I'll have more flexibility after the election," that was as bad as wearing a beige suit. Yeah. And now we have this man who literally using the power of the office uh, to hold four hundred million dollars captive well, over Ukraine as here, they fight a war against the Russians and have their people. Uh, massacred, but I want to talk. What were you going to say, Travis? Well, another interesting aspect to this 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 corruption that that's happening is Trump is kind of trying to rewrite history. He's yeah. trying to go back into 2016 because he's always he's never stopped being hung up about the Hillary Clinton email server. He shit. loves it. He loves he's, to talk about it. He he feels like he people don't acknowledge that yes. his, the the legitimacy of his presidency. So he's he is actually trying to rewrite history by saying that this uh Let's talk about yes, this. Yes, the server so thing. I want to frame this up for a second because Travis brought this to my attention and I haven't heard anyone else talking about this. Well, on the phone with Ukraine, uh with Zelensky, Donald Trump referenced a Known 4chan conspiracy theory. It is about a cyber group. They are called CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike. Here, Crowdstrike. I can actually read from the from the the 
Okay. The memo. But let's let's just say what what is CrowdStrike, just so the audience knows, so we can get a little, let's just get a base here, because yeah, this so, is another angle to it that we have to remind ourselves. Our president is Alex Jones. Yes. And, he, and we live Trump's- in a world where conspiracy has become real. And that is why conspiracy theory can no longer be talked about in jest, because people will believe it. Trump's brain is wallpapered with Reddit, 4chan, QAnon posts. By the way, much like how Henry Zabrowski says I like Bud Light Lime, which I do not, but that is a mini humorous example (laughs) of how lies spread like a virus. Great. But (laughs) but, uh, so CrowdStrike is a cybersecurity firm based in California, and uh, they had relevance in 2016 because they did the the audit on the dnc servers and found out that two groups of uh, russian hackers were sort of meddling in uh, in the election okay which resulted in uh, debbie wasserman schultz being you know resigning and all yes, this donna stuff. brazil taking over that was the big obviously you guys know that scandal uh so that was their involvement they they were the ones they that broke it they they uh they made sure they identified the hackers okay. and then they um made sure that they were kicked out of the servers and they reported that to the government yes and okay they, they're just they're just a cybersecurity firm they're like norton antivirus okay uh based in california so uh during trump's conversation with Zelensky. I'll just read what he says here. Uh, Trump says, I would like you to do us a favor, though, because our country has been through a lot and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say crowd strike. I guess you have one of your wealthy people, the server. They say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I would like to have the attorney general call you or your people, and I would like you to get to the bottom of it. As you saw yesterday, that whole nonsense ended with a very poor performance by a man named Robert Mueller an incompetent performance, but they say a lot of it started with Ukraine. Whatever you can do, it's very important that you do it if that's possible. Okay, so what the hell is he talking (laughs) about now? So the Russians hacked into the DNC, which we know, and they're probably attempting to do it now. And again, God knows the U.S. does a whole series of different things as well, but we're not going to get into that right now. But now he's trying to pin that on Ukraine. Yes. So And they're, they're trying to say that Ukraine did it, to blame the Russians, and then the DNC could use that as evidence that the Russians helped get Trump elected. So the conspiracy theory is that the Democrats and Ukraine conspired to frame Russia for meddling in the 2016 election. This now, is a very, how this is in a, the world? This is a conspiracy theory that's been bandied about since 2016. The Democratic Party can't do anything. <laughs> it is bankrupt. The Democratic Party is on life support. Now, how would they... I, you know, honestly, I would be proud of them. Yeah, I would be. I would be like, I tip my hat to you, DNC, for being able to do anything as creative as frame a foreign government to have your emails hacked and leaked, which hurts the DNC in order to somehow circumvent all of that and say, see, they helped get Trump elected. Now, here's the quintessentially Trumpian aspect oh of God. this. Do you remember? Do you remember? So um, funny. Do you remember the movie Zoolander? How could I forget <laughs> the Ben Stiller performance of a lifetime? When when Zoolander has to find the files in the computer, when yes. he actually bashes the computer open. So Trump's idea of this of a server going missing. <laughs> his his cuz cuz he's he's always said it. He said the the FBI did not search this one server. Ah. He his idea of that is that there was a like a, a an early 2000s Mac 
com- iMac computer. Yeah. It's like a dibbit box. It's like a dibbit box. It holds ghosts. It holds spirits. You know. He thinks there is a computer sitting in Ukraine somewhere, and that they are that the Ukrainians are protecting it, or a wealthy Ukrainian is protecting it. So a very wealthy, um, uh, mini jeweled, a mini jeweled yes. Ukrainian has this gold computer that he is keeping Hillary Clinton's files in and not releasing it to the FBI. Can you explain why that's insane? Because all of the servers are cloud-based because we are in 2019. (laughs) (laughs) There is not a physical, like you said, there's not a, there's not a box. There's not a Pandora's box somewhere that is, uh, that somebody is just keeping sealed. It is all cloud-based and they were just decommissioned servers. I don't want to dabble in ageism, but my God, this is why it's like when we talk about presidential candidates, the youngest being uh, the youngest viable being uh, Elizabeth Warren at 70 years old. It is like mind numbing. Oh, this man is just like so they wrote it on a crayon box and then they put it through a safe and that's like he has no concept of the cloud, which I understand. I mean, I guess it's a difficult thing to understand, but at the same time, as the president. Maybe doesn't Jared Kushner know? Like, can't someone just be like, "No, nah, bro, it's in the thing called the cloud." And he's well, like, "I can't see it. Is it a cloud? What do you mean? Like, so it's in the sky?" Just last year, you can look through Trump's tweets. He tweeted, "This is last year. He's been president for three years." He said, <laughs> "Where's the DNC server? Why didn't the t- the FBI take possession of it? Deep state? Like, he's asking questions. He's just asking questions." And from what I understand, <laughs> from what I understand, and this is what makes it, uh, this is what sort of I feel like ensures the downfall of Trump apparently from white uh, unnamed White House officials say that the reason why Trump is so steeped in this conspiracy stuff is Rudy Giuliani yes let's talk a little bit about Rudy shall we yes so Rudy Giuliani obviously he is the he is Trump's personal lawyer so they try to sort of split the baby here and they say he is not a U.S. like when he travels abroad it's not part of a U.S. envoy he's just Trump's personal attorney yes now when the president, when Trump is the president of the United States, you could very well argue that he is acting on behalf of the United States of America because he's acting on behalf of the president of the United States. Rudy Giuliani, even by Giuliani standards, seems to be acting completely insane. <laughs> he was on a phone call with a reporter from The Atlantic screaming about how he's a hero in this entire story. He openly admitted to Chris Cuomo, who I do not like. I don't, I mean, it's like, how did he get a TV show? It must have been so hard for him as the yeah. son of a governor and the brother of another one. I hate, I hate nepotism with all of my heart and soul, and I think he's a smug asshole. Giuliani is on that stupid show, and he openly admits that, of course, they spoke with Ukraine about trying to find dirt on Hunter Biden. We heard from the lawyer uh, for Ukraine who mentioned that he had spoken to Giuliani about 10 times not just about Hunter Biden, but about other things as well. Now we have Giuliani attempting to say that because he is not actually a part of the United States government, he is only acting on behalf of the individual that is Donald Trump, that what he is doing has nothing to do with actual foreign policy, which is like horseshit. Well, it's a, it, they think it's a very clever loophole. It's what, so stupid. They think it's be, because... He thinks Giuliani, he's a genius. Giuliani acts as Trump's mouthpiece, but in an unofficial capacity. Yes. And so they, he thinks he can talk to other uh, other parties without being the president. How insane do you have to be to be Rudy Giuliani and really think you're outsmarting anyone? Like, how 
dumb of a person would you have to be to be outsmarted by Giuliani? And then how dumb does Giuliani have to be I've... to think that anyone in this country believes that he is somehow doing things out of the best interest of uh, Donald Trump and not out of the best interest for Donald Trump and his campaign and his administration? I've had a nervous breakdown. Of course I've, we all have. I've moved to Oklahoma on a whim and well, uh, you gotta go every my time, car. Every time you have a nervous breakdown. You gotta move to Oklahoma. But I mean, it is clear that something is happening in Rudy Giuliani's brain. Some some of the synapses are not firing correctly. He's going. He's on a tour of TV of news channel yes. shows, uh, basically admitting all the crimes that he's doing with Trump. He's admitting everything, and then he's contradicting himself. And uh, on it sounds like the sort of anchors of these news programs don't even know what to do with the admission. Well, sadly, the news programs absolutely love giving uh, Giuliani the time because they think he's good for ratings, as they gave Donald Trump 20 times more coverage than any Republican candidate in 2016. Even Republicans now are getting sick of Rudy Giuliani. This is Republican Senator John Kennedy. He is out of Louisiana. This is a quote from him. He says, regarding Giuliani, he says, I have great respect for Mr. Giuliani, but I said this yesterday, and take it for what it's worth, he he's wild as a March. I don't even know what this means. Well, he says he's wild as a March hare. I don't know. That is like such a Republican That's senator a, from Louis. I, I think that he's saying he's wild as a horny rabbit. I don't know. So that's it. I have great respect for Giuliani, but I said this yesterday. Take it for what it's worth. He's wild as a March hare. Hell yeah. He goes on to say he's like a lot of senators. He's kind of a free range chicken. He kind of gets out there. What he says is his business. I don't speak for him. Um, others uh, put it slightly more uh, bluntly than that. This is an unnamed senior GOP lawmaker. He says, I think it would be a good thing if you would go take a vacation. <laughs> so even Republicans are just like, dude, what well, are you doing? This is according to uh, Senator Lindsey Graham. He says, Rudy's saying a lot of things, and I'm not sure he's helping the president by being on TV every 15 minutes. So Republicans... Even the, the the people that that called him America's mayor, even the ones that he, that uh, loved Giuliani forever, he's got are the- saying, "Bro, you're acting like a march hare. Time for you to take a vacation. Get off a of TV for yeah, 15 minutes." This is a man that has the the mind of a smashed jack o' lantern. Like, yes. this is a an absolute insane person who is now, I think, gonna be the reason that Trump. It is comes close to uh, self destruction, but I also think that Trump is going to throw Giuliani under the bus. Well, of course, as he did with Netanyahu, and as he will with anyone, as soon he's as they lose tried- or become a uh, a hindrance, they're dead to me. He's even trying to he's even trying to get uh, Pence in on it. He's he's uh, he's saying like, oh well, look what look what Pence has said. Right. To, uh, to the Ukrainians. So now we have the situation where, again, the Democratic Party has opened up impeachment inquiries, which means they're going to be bringing a lot of people to testify. The first person uh, that the Democrats have subpoenaed is Mike Pompeo. Of course, you all know Mike Pompeo is the Secretary of State. The subpoena notice uh, was drafted in consultation with the Intelligence and Oversight and Reform Committees. It accuses Pompeo of refusing to turn over requested information to Congress amid the Democrats' uh, nascent investigation into, again, Trump's interactions with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. So this is according to Representative Elliot Engel. Of course, he's a Democrat out of New York. 
and uh, honestly has some baggage of his own. That's the one problem when it comes to having any faith in members of Congress. I don't know if you've ever heard Jerry Nadler speak. He tends to fall asleep at a lot of committee meetings. Yeah. Um, it is like, it's not the most reassuring when you see what the other side has as far as like ammunition, but you know what? <laughs> this is the best we got, so hey, we'll keep on going. So this is according to Elliot Engel out of New York. He says, uh, your, regarding Pompeo, he says, your continued refusal to provide the requested documents not only prevents our committees from fully investigating these matters, but impairs Congress's ability to fulfill its constitutional responsibility to protect our national security and the integrity of our democracy. And just think about that, man. This is it. It uh, impairs Congress's ability to fulfill its constitutional responsibility to protect our national security and the integrity of our democracy. This is our Secretary of State. Yeah. It's like I hated that Hillary Clinton overthrew Gaddafi. I know that was a massive mistake. And you look at Libya now, and it's proved out to be a massive mistake. But this is like, talk about turning it on the inside. Talk about just like trying to overthrow almost our own democratic process. And if you think that I'm being a little hyperbolic, I don't think I am. No. Because Donald Trump just recently said, is there a way for a president to stop impeachment? Which is like, no. That is like so, that like, is no. Definitely a Google search that he It is done. insane. It is like, no, you can't. No, that would make no sense. The, I mean, he's already, again, uh, taking allocated funds from Congress and trying to use them for his own political gain. But the idea that he would even be like, so what if I just, what if I just said no? It's like, no, you can't do it. And so this investigation will continue to go on. Personally, we got to get Bill Barr under oath. I want everyone under oath, and I really want to try to hear real answers. Now, will they be given? Who knows? Will the American people actually get to see any of the real answers? No. It's all going to be under the guise of national security, and what we see is going to be what we always see, which is the theatrical version of our democratic process in, in, um, our, our democratic, uh, process in action. As we've seen time and time again, they usually, as soon as they cut off the cameras, that's basically when the real inquisition begins yeah and of course the american people aren't mature enough or ready enough to handle these national security issues which i guarantee you we could do you know that Zelensky was a former comedian there's hope for us yet there's, <laughs> there's hope for us yet i'm <laughs> you, happy you didn't become the joker you could be you could be the president of a uh, of, of ukraine a, of an eastern european country <laughs> At war with your at war with Russia. Oh my goodness! Well, honestly, I hope that they win that war with Russia because uh, Vladimir Putin is absolutely insane, and the way that the Republican Party has propped him up is nauseating. And that's actually a great segue into the NRA. Obviously, the NRA. I was just speaking with a friend of mine about this. It has been a funneling arm for the Russians for a very long time. The NRA took around thirty million bucks from the Russians, and of course, once the NRA has it, they can use it for any of their political desires. It's not coming from the Russians; it's coming from the NRA. The vast majority of that money uh, went to Republicans. Obviously, some Democrats, like a Joe Manchin, and people of that nature who are in very red states. Um, but now Donald Trump has met with Wayne LaPierre. Ugh. If you want, like, the picture of a piece of shit, it is Wayne LaPierre. I despise Wayne LaPierre. Uh, the way that he speaks after a mass tragedy is so callous, so unbelievably insane. And he is one of the reasons why we have such an immense amount 
of destruction in this country. I firmly believe it. And the NRA, again, I know we have a lot of listeners who are gun owners, and I have no problem with that. Um, the NRA does not represent the vast majority of gun owners. There's only around 4 million members to the NRA. They are a political group, not a gun rights group. They're not a 2A group. They are a political group that has benefited greatly from Kremlin support. Donald Trump has met with Wayne LaPierre to discuss how the NRA could support his political defense. Now, this is true. And again, when I say the NRA is going to support Trump's political defense, make no bones about it. That money very well might be coming from the Kremlin. So Donald Trump met with Wayne LaPierre in the Oval Office where Mr. LaPierre asked that the White House, quote, stop playing games with gun legislation. You know, all those games that he's played with gun legislation. But again, 12 people have died from vaping. It is the biggest issue since the Civil War in this country. We must end those chunky, chunky clouds. We have Wayne LaPierre in the Oval Office saying, stop playing games with with the suggestion of extending background checks you know so like people who are felons and who beat their families can't get guns quit playing russian roulette with gun legislation just stop it so donald trump obviously uh, has said that this is why this is why donald trump obviously in the past has said that he would like to see some things happen uh, they did ban bump stocks so okay and on a state level we saw some good things in florida he will never donald trump will never do anything substantive when it comes to gun control never he's not doing he's not taking care of large uh large magazines he ain't taking care of anything when it comes to closing the gun show loophole it's simply not happening because again trump needs that nra money specifically now because in 2016 they gave 30 million bucks into his campaign again how much of that came from the russians that is up for massive debate i would say a whole boatload of it and he needs them now more than ever so if you thought we were going to make any changes when it comes to uh gun regulation reasonable gun regulation that well over 90 percent of this country advocate for good freaking luck because as we're seeing on a regular basis trump is putting his political future way 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 above the future of the american people so wayne lapierre donald trump They're back at it. They're back talking. The fact he went to the Oval Office is a great indicator that we will not have gun reform in this country. Just two guys vibing. Just Just two two guys, guys two dudes just Uh, vibing. I just stumbled upon, um, if you need any further proof that Rudy Giuliani is losing his mind, uh, listen to this page six headline. Uh, Rudy Giuliani brags about new podcast at Cigar Bar amid Trump impeachment hubbub. <laughs> so uh, the yeah. former mayor. I'm just so happy he's got a new podcast. The former mayor was at the Grand Havana Room Cigar Bar uh, amid uh, hubbub over his boss's, boss's impeachment, telling pals loudly that he's launching a new podcast. Thank God. If you are if you are considering launching a podcast in 2019. Yeah, you you are you are having an absolute meltdown, and yeah. y- well, at, at the very least, with this, I think uh, Giuliani, Giuliani does have an insanity defense. It um, is possible. Yeah. It is possible. Can you imagine the odor <laughs> of that cigar bar? The farts, the cigar smoke. <laughs> he met his just wife. the breath. He met his uh, ex-wife at that bar. No kid. Yeah, Judith. Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I suppose that's. Basically, all we know right now regarding the impeachment proceedings. It's a um, lot. I mean, uh, uh, another thing I will say is kudos to the whistleblower for for 
I mean, apparently well, they tried to go through the correct channels and it got them nowhere. And well, that they, is why Bill Barr is going to be called to testify because I do think he went to the Justice Department and was like, hey, guys, I think there was something going on here with the government, uh, with the White House abusing its power. Yes. And uh, it did not go anywhere. We still don't know who the whistleblower is. Well, the New York Times is already leaking details about the whistleblower. He's got curly hair, almost blue in, eyes. Almost ensuring that he gets murdered or she gets murdered. Be very careful. You don't want another Valerie Plame situation. Just, uh, I think yesterday, Trump was at a UN... Uh, sort of mission meeting yes. and he alluded to um, he was sort of waxing nostalgically about what we used to do to spies in the past. Yes, I remember. Yes, he, and again, when you listen to our Mormonism Part 5 episode, Brigham Young, that's exactly what he did when it comes to blood atonement and when it comes to murdering on behalf of the Mormon church. You know, you could do it. Trump would love to to bludgeon this uh, this whistleblower. Oh, yes, yeah. he would. All right. Well, on a slightly different note, do you feel like we covered that enough, Travis? It's a lot. Um, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. So let us know what you think. You can email, uh, let's see, what have we got here? Lastpodcastnetwork yeah. at gmail.com. Yeah. Email lastpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Let us know your thoughts. Uh, do you think this is a good idea? Do you think this is a, or, uh, Do you think this is going to hurt the Democratic Party? Do you think this is going to help the Democratic Party? What I do mean, you think? This is um, also the new wallpaper for our for like the next two years. Yes, this is this, going to be so, it. Get, so like, f- get comfortable. You know, like this is no longer, this is what's going to happen until uh, election and day. There are a lot of people saying how it hurt the Republican Party when they impeached Bill Clinton, obviously over the Monica Lewinsky scandal. He lied to the grand jury. I will say to that, George W. Bush, although he didn't legally win it, but he did technically win it in 2000. I think that sort of puts that idea to rest. It did hurt the Republican Party. It did leave Bill Clinton with the highest approval ratings of any uh, president in the modern era leaving office, I think around 60%. Impeachment is never popular. Impeachment is never popular. I do understand people feel like it's undermining their Democratic choice. Yeah, I think the American Um, people want the the sort of the protocol. Yes, the the American people want to say who's in office and who's not in office. Yeah, they don't don't like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. It just it is so clearly this impeachment needs to happen, but the American people get very uncomfortable with impeachment, the they impeachment do. process. They because do because I think they it, think it's undemocratic. I think it, anything that um, unnerves people or like makes people feel like there's no um, uh, stability. Yeah, and impeachment is a crazy destabilizing thing. It is, of course. So it I is. think it just makes people and let wants, us everyone know. just wants to watch TV and eat their frozen dinners honestly man yeah why not i love that um or do you think this is going to hurt the republican party do you think some republicans are going to go over and say hey you know what i'm on board let's uh let's do this let's impeach very similar to richard nixon when he had a lot of people breaking ranks uh, to the point where he just decided to resign uh before the impeachment proceedings could oust him from office so uh, let us know what you think and just lastly i want to talk about this story because uh, all the impeachment stuff we do sort of lose sight of what's going on on the southern border and what is happening uh, to the children that are detained. A federal judge has issued a final order that prevents the government from enacting its plan to detain children for lengthy periods. So, just think about that. We have a government who wants, they just want to keep those kids as long as possible. Yeah. Uh, perhaps to be fueled into the pedophilic sex ring that we're not really talking about any longer. Uh, because what, whatever happened to Jeffrey Epstein? What was his name? What was his? Who was that now? <laughs> I what mean, happened? honestly, 
uh, yeah, kudos to uh, everyone for forgetting that Jeffrey Epstein ever existed. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. is gone. And it the sounds... case is gone. The uh, w- the so case has been dismissed. It, so Jizz be... Lane won't be serving any time. One day we will wake up and it's like it chapter two where we're like. Wait, what? Wait, why do we like the memory will be gone? We'll yes. be re- physically removed from our brains. Yep. And we won't even remember Jeffrey Epstein. And that's, it'll all just be it'll all just go away. And that's not And then Pennywise accident. will continue to eat children yep. uh, along with um, the cabal of pedophiles and to it, control our government. And in this case, Pennywise is immigration. So <laughs> Trump, a judge, has blocked the administration to de- detain uh, migrant children for ex- for long periods of time. This is I love the name of this uh, federal district judge. It's Judge Dolly Gee of the Federal <laughs> District Court in Los Angeles. Sounds like a real March hair. Yes, uh, who oversees the 1997 court settlement known as the Flores Agreement, concluded that the administration's attempt to frame regulations that would carry out the mandate to protect migrant children but allow them to be detained for a long period of time was, quote, not Adequate under the dis- under the consent decree, the government must seek to expeditiously release children from detention. A requirement that has been interpreted to mean that they must not be held longer than twenty days. This is what Judge Gee had to say. They say the Flores settlement agreement remains in effect and has not been terminated. Uh, she said the new regulations quote fail to implement and are inconsistent with. The terms of the agreement, which the government must now could to continue to comply with. The new regulations were an attempt to end more than 20 years of court oversight on migrant children's detention. So that is some good news uh, when it comes to this administration um, being held accountable by our judiciary when it comes to their desire to keep children detained basically indefinitely so that is the administration that we are talking about that is donald trump and the republicans who claim to be victims every single time that he can claim to be a victim and let's just not lose sight everyone in office is doing fine the victims are children who are being held right now on the southern border and the victims are children who are not being educated properly in this country and the victims are children who are basically given nothing but a pipeline uh, to prison and god forbid a pipeline to being sexually abused. So let's not lose sight of the real victims in this country. Uh, Donald Trump uh, is certainly not one of them. And uh, yeah, we'll keep on following this impeachment proceeding and who knows what's going to happen. And we'll follow the polling data. And uh, if you want to look at some interesting polls right now, Elizabeth Warren is actually up a few points on Joe Biden in some polls overall. They're either polling neck and neck or, or Elizabeth Warren is slightly up. And I think that is a testament to... The desire for the Democratic Party to want change. And it seems to me, you know, for all these people calling uh, her socialist, she's not. She said she's a capitalist, and I believe her. If you want a socialist, look no further than what Donald Trump is doing with the tariffs. He just upped the amount of compensation for farmers to $20 billion in this country to offset the cost of the tariffs. Tariffs with a $20 billion compensation coming from the federal government, that's called socialism. So don't believe the narrative. Don't believe the lies. Well, also, socialism isn't a bad word, and it shouldn't be. It socialism. Shouldn't, it, it it's a long. Be. It's a long word. If you want to frame it like every single government uh, safety net program is tactically socialism, that is correct. And there's a big difference between what the left is, what the right is saying the left is, 
when it comes to uh, when it comes to socialism. Well, and then and you know, the the Democrats are not really. I mean, the, the people are not making the big strides that 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 you're saying they are because Bernie is being. The people are having like roundtables on the news saying like, why should Bernie quit? Why should Bernie Sanders uh, quit the race? And they're not yeah. inclu- they're not including him in polls. And well, I think that they still are. There, My there, understanding there is he's very, still third right now. There are but, some very deliberate omissions of him uh, in the news, and it's it's very strange. Well, uh, yeah, could be. Maybe Elizabeth Warren is the uh, is the new sort of standard bearer of the left. Well, if, on the Democratic side. Which yeah, they just uh, nominated her to be the okay. We're just going to go with her and not not even include Bernie Sanders anymore. Which well, well the last polling data it was twenty eight, twenty six, twenty eight Warren, twenty six Biden, sixteen Sanders. But we'll see. I mean, he still has a massive ground game, and I know we have a lot of Bernie supporters out there. Um, so you never know. You really never know. I just feel like Elizabeth Warren is doing a great job of retail politics. Yeah, and uh, I just I just like her. I just I feel like I like her. And I just do. So. Um, to end, I have I have a little bit of a snippet of the of a, what a Rudy Giuliani podcast might sound like. Oh my God! Please do. Is it going to be those? Uh, what was the name of that bird that you listened to? The the mud pies or something like that. The magpie. Magpies. Yeah, yeah it's going to sound just like that. <laughs> this is Rudy Giuliani back again on the air. Now we're going to go. We're going to go to David in Oceanside. Hello, Mr. Giuliani. We uh, speak again. Hi, David. Uh. Let me introduce myself again. David Goodhart, executive president of New York Ferrets Rights Advocacy. Uh, last week when we spoke, oh, uh, no. you said a very disparaging remark to me that I should get a life. That was very unprofessional of you. Here we're trying to get something I, I, seriously done without you talking over me. We're trying to get something very seriously David, done. David, you're on my show. I have the right to talk over you. But here's the thing. You and talked the over fact me is, the last time. And, and the fact, we are and the fact, to get an David, important issue taken care of where the city is violating state law. Get, and I David, asked you last week if you care about the law. Yes, I do care about the law. I think so you have totally you? and absolutely misinterpreted the law because there's something deranged about you. No, there isn't, sir. You, the, law the, the excessive the law concern that you have clear. for ferrets is something you should examine with a therapist. Sir, understand it. Well, first not of all, with me. Don't go insulting me again. I'm not insulting. I'm being honest with you. Maybe nobody in your life sir, has ever been honest with you. But sir, there's excessive. I happen to be more sane than you, David. First of all, there is something. There is a serious. There is David. This conversation is over, David. Thank you. There is something really, really very sad about you. You need help. You need somebody to help you. This excessive concern with little weasels is a sickness. I'm sorry. That's my opinion. You don't have to accept <laughs> All it. All right. They're there it is. There you go. Rudy Giuliani, things to come in the future with his lovely, wonderful podcast. Okay, everyone, thank you all so much for listening. Again, lastpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Let us know what you think. And we will talk to you soon. Hail yourselves! This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.